Welcome to another inspirational teaching from Faith Family Church by Senior Pastor Mike DeBenke. For more information about our ministry, visit us on the web at myffc.tv. Hey, good morning, guys. Pastor Mike here. I'm so excited to be bringing the Word of God to you right into your house. And I know that God's got some great stuff for us today, so let's just not allow ourselves to be distracted. And I know I've talked to some of you that it's not easy with everybody around and everything going on to actually sit down and receive. Some of you have actually told me that you'll watch on Sunday, but then you go back later in the week to watch it again to catch anything. Maybe later when you've got some quiet time. So I encourage you, do whatever it takes to get everything that God has for you out of these messages because they're going to change your life, I promise you. They've changed Don and I's lives, and not only do they change our life, but they actually save lives. So you need, to, you need to press in. You need to not allow the devil to steal this from you, amen? I I'm, I'm just want to encourage you with that. We're going to go ahead and we're going to continue this. It's the authority of the believer, and the title of the message today is flip the switch. And you're going to see just how important it is for us to learn how to flip the switch as we go through this today. I'm going to be starting in Romans chapter 5 verse 17. I want you to go ahead and turn there. And while you're turning there, I want to remind you that last week we defined authority as the right to command. You have the right to command. It literally means that you have the right to use the power of another. And of course, that other one we're referring to is Jesus Christ, because this has been delegated to us through Jesus Christ. Amen? So we have the right to command. We have the right to use his power. I heard it put this way. It said that you are an authorized dealer of God's power. That's some good news there. You, as a child of God, are an authorized dealer of God's power. Amen? So this this is great stuff. Now, we're going to go ahead and we're going to press in and we're going to learn from this but we have to have this foundation. And you've, you hear me preach about it all the time. But the reason is that we have to understand this authority, this position comes to us through salvation. It doesn't come through reading the Bible enough or, or serving enough or being good enough. It is included in the gift of salvation because of God's grace. God's grace does what? It brings salvation with this amazing gift of righteousness. We become the righteousness of God in Christ because of this incredible love that he had for us. This, this package, if you will, that he made available for us to receive because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and everything that was accomplished through the death, burial, and resurrection on that cross. So we're not earning it. We're not deserving it. We're not even um, growing to it. It's ours because of salvation. It's ours because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. Amen? And as we understand that, it's going to help us keep a grip and not let the devil sneak in and try to rob this from us. And we all know that he's a thief and he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So this is our way of keeping him pushed out and us staying on course. Amen? So you're there, Romans 5.17. Let's go ahead and press in. It says this. It says, For, for if by the one man, and it's referring to Adam, When he chose to rebel against God and yield to Satan through the one man's offense, that was it, that then death came in. Death reigned, it says, because of what Adam did, 
death now was a, was a, a permanent part of man's life. It was never intended to be that way. But yet now we have to deal with it because of what Adam did. But God in his mercy and his grace decided, I'm not going to leave them there. These are my kids and I love them. And he loves you. So it goes on to say this, much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, it's referring to salvation through Jesus Christ, will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. How do you like that? You're going to reign in life because of what Jesus did. Matter of fact, in the Amplified Bible, it says reign as kings in life. God is trying to get us to get this mental image, if you will, this understanding, that, because when a king reigns, you're talking about a position of authority. You're talking about somebody who has some weight behind them to get some things done, amen? I mean, we don't have that in our culture a lot right now, but I think we've studied enough, we've learned enough in school and different things what it's like for a king who's sitting on the throne the, the amount of authority that he has is just incredible. He, he's not to be questioned. You know, when, 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 when a king makes a decree, he doesn't sit back and wonder, oh my gosh, I hope they're going to do it. No, he knows who he is. And he makes that decree and he has full expectation that that decree is going to be carried out. How does he execute his authority? With his words, either through what he says verbally or it's through the written word but he lets it known that his word is law. Amen? And God is trying to get us to have this mental image, this picture of what it might be like for us to rise up in the position that he's made available and for us to start making some decrees based on his word that's going to allow his power to flow into our lives and change some things, turn some things back that may, the Bible says were meant for bad. God in Romans 8, 28 says, because of who we are in Christ, we'll be able to turn those around and it's going to work for our good. Why? Because of this position of authority that we have. I hope you're getting a picture of this. And I, I would love it if you, if, if you had time, if you could just for a second, get a mental image of yourself stepping up and, and looking at that challenge that's in your life, looking at that attack that's, that's come your way. And you step up in authority and you make a decree according to God's word and you see things change. You see the power of God in operation and what the enemy meant for bad now suddenly turns around because you have authority and power to stand against it. This is what God wants us to see. This is what he's trying to get us to understand. Amen? So as we press into this, your, your image of yourself is going to change dramatically. It, it is going to be a whole new perspective for you and the, the power of God's word in your life as we do this. So I just want to encourage you to do that. Remember, of course, as we said, this is all based on the finished work of Jesus Christ. And we need to know that so we don't allow the devil to come in and undermine or deceive us into giving up our position of authority, giving up the power that's made, been made available to us because that's really the power he has is the power of deception. We're going to see that as we press on. Amen? So here we are. We, we see that we're going to reign in life but then I want you to go ahead and I want you to turn to chapter, uh, Matthew chapter 10, and we're going to start in verse 1. And as you're turning there, I, I just want to say this for, for clarification, is some of the things we talk about, this might not be something that you're used to. Maybe you haven't heard this message before. It, it, it might even seem a little controversial to some. But let me tell you something. Just because it seems controversial doesn't mean it's not true. You have to understand that. The devil's going to try to, to get you to, to say, ah, I'm not sure about that, and, and to get you not to press into this so that he can keep you without authority 
and without power because then you're vulnerable. Amen? And it's just kind of like when a wife asks her husband, hey, does this outfit make me look fat? If he answers truthfully, it's probably going to cause some controversy. But that doesn't mean it's not true, right? So let's go ahead, not allow distraction to come in. And even if you think it's, oh, that boy, that's, that's different than what I've heard. Let's go ahead and, and investigate. And let's see if it's not in God's word. Amen? Let's see if it's not in context to what God is saying to believers right now in the New Testament. I challenge you to stick with me. And we're going to get there and we're going to be better on the other side of it. Amen? Now, in Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, I hope you're there. If not, you can read along on the screen. It says this. It says, And when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he, referring to Jesus, gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out. Now, some of you might be thinking, what, what, what are you, are you talking about demons? You mean demons are real? They are real. And sometimes they need to be cast out. And it's good news to know that God's prepared us and equipped us to do that if we ever have to. But don't get distracted by that now. Let's go ahead and keep reading and see what God has to say with us, to us. And to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. That, that's pretty powerful. It says that Jesus called the disciples and, and he gave them power to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Well, I just a little side note there. I want you to know if God has is, is, is allowed Jesus to do this and Jesus has now equipped disciples to go out and heal all kinds of disease and all kinds of sickness, you could pretty much know that God's not using sickness or disease to teach you anything. Sickness and disease is not from him. Matter of fact, he's telling us that we now have the power to stand against it. So that should be encouraging for you. And I want you to hang on to that as we go ahead and press on. The, the amplified version of this is even more powerful. Listen to what it says. It says, And Jesus summoned to him his 12 disciples and gave them power and authority over unclean spirits to drive them out, to cure all kinds of disease and all kinds of weakness and infirmity. This is some incredible stuff that God is telling us and, and he's doing it from the perspective of us operating in this power and this authority that he's given us. Can you see that? And, and you say, well, well, Pastor Mike, that's, that's talking to the disciples. Okay, we're gonna cover that. Don't, don't disconnect just because you don't identify yet. Let me build a case so that you could see what I'm talking about. It's kind of like this. In the state of Florida, they have authorized Florida Power and Light. Now, for us personally, it's Lake Worth Utilities, but for most places in Florida, it's Florida Power and Light. They have authorized them to provide power to all the businesses and the homes. And with that authorization to do that, they have the responsibility to do it safely, efficiently, uh, cost-effectively, uh, to make sure that it's consistent, it's there when you need it, and it's reliable. And they've given this, them this authority to do that. So now what happens is, is they bring this power and they supply it and they, they make it available to all the homes and all the business in the state. If you walk into your house and, and you walk into a dark room, you're not going to pick up the phone and call them and say, hey, FPNL, it's dark in my living room. I need you to come and flip my switch. No, that's not going to happen. Why? Because that's not their responsibility. It's your responsibility to flip the switch. They make it available. It's up to you to make use of it. 
Do you see that? That's what happens. And, and how silly would it be if you just stood around in a dark room wondering why nobody's coming to flip your switch when all you have to do is walk over there and flip the switch? I mean, I mean it, it, it really is silly, but it also brings some awareness to maybe where some of us as believers have found ourselves. We, we find ourselves in, in a position where God, heaven's power source, has made this power available to us, but yet we stand around and we're waiting and we're crying out to God, God, I got some darkness going on in my life. I need you to come flip the switch. God is not going to come down off of his throne and be your errand boy when he's already made it available to you. And from what we just read, he's instructed us to use that power to do these incredible things. It's, it, it's something, and it's really that simple. If, you, if you'll just bear with me, you'll see it's really that simple. God has made this power available, and then he made it our responsibility to make use of the power that he's given us. Amen? So I want you to look at somebody in your house right now, and I want you to look them dead in the eye and say, it's time we flip the switch. Just look at them. Just tell them. Say, we're going to flip the switch, and, and hopefully they're going to look back and say, let's do it, because this is something that is life-changing for the born-again believer. So many of us sit around, and we don't understand what God's made available. But if you remember last week when we looked in, in 2 Peter chapter 1, we looked through verse 1 through 4, and I'm not going to put it on the screen. I just want to paraphrase it to remind you so we can go forward with this. But it says that God has given us through his power everything that pertains to life and godliness. He's already given it to us. And as a matter of fact, because he's given it to us, he, he's, he's given us these exceedingly and precious promises that, that allows us to become partakers of the divine nature. What does that mean, partakers of the divine nature? It means that we start doing the things, doing things the way that God does them. We start acting like God because he's our father. We're made in his image and his likeness. And he has expectation when he opens this up to us, when he makes these things available to us, because we know, according to his word, we go out and make use of them to bring about the kind of changes he wants, which is heal the sick. Do you see that? Do you see how that works? We're to be partakers of this. We're not to make it God's job to come down and do what he's instructed us to do. He's already supplied it. It's already ours. Okay, well, Pastor Mike, if that's true, why don't we see it happening? Why are people not using this power that you're talking about? Well, in reality, because most believers have failed to receive this information they, you know, last week we looked at how God says that my people, not just anybody, but my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Why? Because they reject it. It's in here, but they don't go into it to find out. The Bible, what did Jesus say? He said that those who abide in my word will know the truth, and then the truth they know will set them free. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about getting into the word, finding out what's made available to us, and then learning how to flip the switch to release that power into our lives. It's that simple, guys. It really is literally that simple. We're going to stop calling on God to do everything for us and rise up and be the people he called us to be and be partakers of the divine nature. That's his plan. That's what he wants us to understand. I hope you see that. I hope that it's something that, that you can understand. Matter of fact, you know, we see in, in, in Matthew 10, 1, 
what he's given us. But now let's, look, let's drop down and see what it says in, in Matthew 10, 7 and 8. Let's go ahead and drop down here and look at this. It says, as you go, this of course is Jesus speaking, as you go, preach, preach, which means to declare, which means to proclaim, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What does it mean when something's at hand? It means it's available. It means that we, we now, because of this transition that Jesus is bringing about in this day and this hour, that we now, where we are in 2020, we can now operate according to the kingdom of God, which means God's way of doing things. If you're in the kingdom, then the way you do things is the king's way. That's what that means. Amen? So it says, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now listen to this. Heal the sick. That's not saying pray that God will heal the sick. He's instructing them, heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. It takes the power of God to do this stuff. But he's, he's expecting us. He's empowered us and now he, he's expecting us to use what he's made available. Just like FPNL, they made it available and they expect you to flip your switch. God is expecting us to flip the switch and use what he's made available. Raise the dead, cast out demons. And I know this kind of stuff may make you step back and say, what do you mean? Pastor Mike, how could I ever raise the dead? How could I ever cast out demons? You don't understand. I'm nothing. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. No, brother, no, sister, you were a sinner. But you got saved by grace and something happened. Things changed. You're no longer at the cross sitting there looking up at your Savior, hanging on it. No, you're now somebody who's been empowered because he didn't stay on that cross. He came down off of that cross. He went into that tomb. But then the Bible says he descended into the innermost parts of the earth. He went down and he confronted death, hell, and the grave, and he defeated them. He went down and made an open show of Satan and all the demonic principalities and powers and rulers of darkness. (coughs) He made an open show of them, which means he beat them handily like they didn't have a chance amen and then he came up out of that tomb victorious for you and for me he didn't need to do that for himself he did that for you and i to set us free from the fallen nature that happened when adam did what he did in the garden we've now been restored back to the original position that god had for us and i I hope you can see that because now god is saying this power i've made available is going to enable you to heal the sick cleanse the leper raise the dead cast out demons that doesn't mean you do it every day but it means if you need to you can amen you can and that's really what god is trying to show us here freely you've received freely you've get freely give so i mean i hope that you're getting this and and i encourage you to look at somebody in your house right now and say we're going to flip that switch it's time that we flip the switch. Amen? You say, well, Pastor Mike, are you, are you sure that's for me? Are you sure that God's talking to, to, to me? I mean, it sounds like he's talking to you, preachers and, and people who, who are super spiritual, but are you sure he's talking to me? Well, let's go on, and we're going to kind of unfold this and, and, and unpack it in a way where you're going to see without a shadow of a doubt that God meant for this to be there for every single born-again child of his every man every woman that believes in the finished work of jesus christ is now empowered to operate in this kind of authority and you you it might not be something that you're ready for but it's certainly something that's available for you amen so let's go ahead let's get let's let's move forward and let's see exactly how this applies 
through the grace of God for us to operate in this, this unbelievable power, unbelievable for the devil. He, he can't believe that we can rise up and we can actually go out with the authority of God. What a mistake he made when he crucified Jesus. The Bible said if he would have known what was going to happen, he never would have done it because that has now been released through the whole body of Christ. And it's more than he can handle. Amen? And we need to understand that. You say, well, then why are so many people not walking in this? Why are so many people struggling with this? Well, the, the reason really is because they're, they're struggling with a perspective of who they are in Christ. So now we're going to take a look and see how this applies to us personally. How it goes from being for everyone to being for me. Amen? We see in Matthew 10, 1, where God is saying, okay, here, I'm, I'm making this power available to you. But now we drop down to Matthew 10, 7, and we see how he's now expecting us. And actually, if you will, he's directing us to go out and to allow this power to be used. Make use of the power that he made available. So with this instruction, we now have to take the responsibility. Remember, with authority comes responsibility to carry out the will of God. And we do that by allowing this to flow through us personally. Amen? So here's what I want you to do. I want you to turn with me, if you would, to, um, we're going to look at Luke chapter 10 and verse 19. And we're going to see how that um, if, if we don't get caught up in, in, in our own head, if you will, um, that we can maintain this and we can continue in it. And God's given us this instruction. God's told us what he needs us to do. And, and we, we remember that it's done by the grace of God. And, and here's why we need to know this. Because when, whenever we actually grow to the place where we're ready to step out in this kind of authority and make use of this power that God's made available, the first thing the enemy does is he comes and he tries to mess with our heads. He wants to come and tell you, are you sure you're worthy? Are you sure that, you know, after what you said or after what you thought or after what you did, that you're worthy to use the power of God? And that's why we set the foundation up on understanding that this is all predicated on the, the, the work of Jesus Christ, not ours. And it's based on who we are in Christ, not who we are in ourselves. Amen? Because we can't, we can't afford to be able to, to be in a position where we're about to release this power and then have the devil get us to second guess who we are in Christ. It's not about us. It's entirely based on who Christ is and then who we are in him, which is entirely uh, a, a, a result of grace, if you will. Amen? So now let's go ahead and we're going to jump down and we're going to look at a scripture that's going to show us how this is going to apply to us personally. Amen? And, and we're going to see that, hey, we can flip this switch. We've got the power. We've got the position. We're going to go ahead and we're going to flip this switch. We're not going to be distracted. We're, we're not going to be deceived. We're going to go ahead and understand, have revelation of this, and then we're going to go out and do something for the kingdom. Amen? Luke chapter 10, verse 19, it says this. It says, Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. And of course, that, those words serpents and scorpions there are referring to the devil and those principalities, powers, those demonic forces. It's saying, I give you authority to trample on them, which means you, you have victory over them. They're under your feet. And over all the power, all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means harm you. 
Now, this, this is something that some of us can, can get caught with because we think, well, people are still getting hurt. I still see evil in the world. But let's go ahead and look at this in the Amplified and maybe we can get a little clearer understanding of what God's made available. Amen? So, in, in the Amplified version, it says this. It says, behold, I have given. It's already done. If he's given it past tense, then you already have it. I have given you authority. What is that? That's the right to command. I have given you authority and power. Power means you have the ability. It's already yours. Amen? To trample upon serpents and scorpions. And listen to this. It, it's included in this. And physical and mental strength and ability over all of the power that the enemy possesses. No matter what they have, we have power over it. No matter what they have, we have the physical and mental strength and ability to handle it because of who we are in Christ, because of who we are with this authority and the power that God has now made available for us to make use of. Does that make sense? I hope you're, I hope you're catching this. And it says, and nothing shall by any, in any way harm you. Remember what God said? And we talked about it before. But there are so many believers who, who do not embrace this. They do not even have a clue that it's available to them Therefore, they believe the lie or the deception that they are powerless and they were without authority. And if you believe a lie, then the, the, the lie has power over you. That's why we need to know the truth so we can be set free. We need to know, have the knowledge so that we're not destroyed. That's really what it's talking about, amen? And God is showing us that in this, that we have the ability, we have the, the resources available to us as born-again believers to do what? To go out and release God's power to see the sick people healed, to see lepers cleansed if you come across any, to, to raise the dead if that's what God wants us to do, and, and, and to cast out demons if you need to do that. What it's showing us is that we have authority and power over the work of the enemy. You know, it's heartbreaking for so many people to have this available to them. But yet they find themselves in a place where they don't recognize it's for them. And what I want to do with this is I, I, I want to take just a second as we get ready to close. And I'm hoping I'm going to be able to solve a mystery for a lot of you and, and maybe encourage you because I know there's a lot of people that are, they get discouraged. They say, well, why isn't God answering my prayers? Why is God letting this happen? Doesn't he know what I'm going through? Doesn't he see what's happening? And the truth is, he does. And he's done everything that you need. He's already given you everything that pertains to life and godliness so that you can rise above it. But you're not going to get answered prayers by asking God to do what he's equipped, instructed, and, and, and empowered you to do. We're to rise up and be partakers of the divine nature. The divine nature is to take authority and have victory over the enemy. And we have to rise up to do that. I hope that you see that. And I want you to see how personal it is. And, and you know, you, once you're thinking this way, once you're, you're understanding this, you're no longer going to be freaked out when it talks about casting out demons. You're not going to be intimidated when, when it talks about you make a declaration and healing happens in somebody's body, especially when it's somebody that's close to you and that you love. It, it is so empowering to see that happen. And we're going to talk about that as we close. But in Luke chapter 19, it says this. 
And, and, and the reason I want to share this as I close is so we can completely uh, put an end to this thought that it's for everybody else but not for me. That this is something that either only Jesus could do that, which we've already looked, and he gave power to the disciples. Uh, and then I've heard the, the lie, I mean, the well, it is a lie, where they say, well, God only gave that to the disciples at the very beginning so the church could be established. But then when the original disciples died, all of this power passed away with them, and it's no longer available. That, again, is deception, I believe, straight from the, the enemy to get us to buy into the 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 belief that we no longer have authority and power over the devil. It, it's something that would disarm us, and it's not according to God's word. Matthew 10, 8 said what? said that we are to go to do this. Now, here we are. We're in Luke 10, 19, and it says this. It says, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Sounds like the same scriptures, but it's a little bit different here. Over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm you. And we think and say, yeah, but Pastor Mike, isn't he talking to the disciples again? He's talking to his 12, just like when it said in Matthew, but that's, that's not the case. Actually, Luke 10, 19 is actually Jesus replying to what the disciples said in 1017. But it's not the 12 disciples. Now, if you'll go up a couple verses here, you're going to see that when the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. See, the power's in the name, the name above every name. But that's what Jesus has delegated to us. He's given us power of attorney, if you will, to use his name to release that power. And now we have not, not just Jesus and not just 12, but now we have 72 that are rejoicing in the fact that even the demons obey us when we use your name. And you may say, well, yeah, but that's disciples again. I, I'm no disciple. Well, are you? You see, a disciple is someone who sets themselves under someone's teaching. They're dis disciplined to follow after that teaching and apply it to their lives. If you're a Christian and you're spending time in the word and you're seeking God, then you are a disciple. You're a disciple of Christ. And what it's telling us is that we now have access to the same thing that the Bible talks about back 2,000 years ago. It now applies to us if we'll allow it. You say, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm just nervous. I'm just not sure that God expects me to do that. Well, let's go ahead and just, just put a cap on this and, and deal with it once and for all as we get ready to close. In John chapter 14 and verse 12, we see that Jesus is making a statement here. He says, I tell you the truth. Of course, when Jesus speaks the truth, I promise you that's the truth that will set you free. That's the truth that's going to get you over the top of whatever it is you're facing. Amen? He says, I tell you the truth, anyone, anyone, not the 12, not just Jesus, not just the 72, but anyone who believes, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I've done. Well, guess what? All of these works that we just looked at in Scripture... Jesus did them all. But now he says, if we believe, we too are empowered to do those. And it goes on to say, and even greater works because I go to the Father. What is that telling us? Jesus came and he accomplished his ministry. He did what needed to be done for us to be set free from sin and to be put back in right standing with God. But then he went up and the Bible says that he ascended and he was seated at the right hand of the Father. 
Well, anybody that knows anything about a kingdom or authority, they know that that seat at the right hand of the king is a seat of delegated authority, which they have access, they have access to the power of the throne. And the Bible doesn't say that only Jesus has that. It says that we are seated there with him, which means he's in heaven. Now we're still on the earth, but we have access to that authority, which allows us to use the power that God's made available to bring about a change for God's glory and for our benefit. I hope you see this. I hope you understand what I'm talking about. You know, this is not just something that, that um, is for everybody else. I want to tell you this story as I close, and I want you to hear me because I'm going to really make it short. But Donna and I were facing a situation when our son was four months old. A lot of you have heard the story. And we're told that, you know, this is impossible. The doctors did all they could do, and they said there's nothing else they can do. We're basically being prepared for our four-month-old son to die. They can't do anything about it. It's an impossible situation. But there was somebody in that hospital room that came up to us and said, Mike, it doesn't have to happen. And at first I was kind of putting him off, you know, it was my brother. I'm like, not now, this is serious. And my son's life's on the line and he came up and he said, Mike, this doesn't have to happen. You and Donna can pray. You can release the power of God and Chris will be healed. What are you going to do? I was desperate. Donna was desperate. We listened to what he had to say and we chose to operate in that authority that was ours because we knew Jesus Christ as Lord. And we released the power that God made available to every believer. And we made a declaration that our son was not going to die. Death is not going to reign here. But he's going to live, he's not going to die, and he's going to proclaim the works of the Lord. Well, guess what? The power of God worked. He's in his mid-30s now. And if you spend any time with him at all, you're going to hear him proclaim the works of the Lord. This is something that we need to be prepared so that when the devil comes up and tries something like this, you're already ready. This is not, you don't try to learn to swim when you're drowning. This is something that God wants us to have, be equipped with, and be prepared so that when he tells us, we go out and we apply that power to any situation to bring the victory. Amen? I hope that you're getting this. I hope you see it. I hope that you're not going to allow, just because you haven't seen somebody else do it, makes you believe that it can't be done. These scriptures we look at proves to us that this is God's will. If not, why would Jesus even say this if he didn't want us to have this? All of that other stuff is just deception that the devil's trying to use to get us to give up our authority and the power that's available to us. No more. Our eyes are open. We now know, and therefore it's our responsibility where authority is given comes responsibility. It's our responsibility to grow in this, learn it, walk in it, and let God use us in some powerful ways. I hope you see that. And I want you to know that we face an impossible situation. I don't know what you're facing. I have no idea. But I know there's a lot of people facing difficult times right now. So maybe right now you're hearing financially it's impossible. You're not going to be able to recover from what's going on in the world and the economy right now. But with God, all things are possible. You don't have to surrender to this. God can turn it around. You just have to act like you're a person of authority. You've got to release that power that's been made available and you see what God does. It's going to be amazing and you're going to have a testimony to share. You have a relationship that seems like it's impossible. Your emotions are telling you it's not going to work. You allow God to put you in that place. You, you declare with authority. You make a decree 
that no, I speak life into my marriage and I'm not giving up on it. And you wait and see what God does. Don't give up. Don't buy into the lie. Rise up, take, take, take the reins of who you are in Christ and you make that decree and see the power of God move. Amen? Maybe you're here today and you've never heard this and you're, you've never made Jesus Christ Lord of your life. But I'm telling you, he's here for you too. And we believe with all of our heart, if you'll just give him room, if you'll just open your heart enough for him to come in, he's gonna come in in a powerful way. So if you would bow your heads, close your eyes with me, and let's expect God to move in a powerful way. Amen? Heavenly Father, we just ask and believe for every person within the sound of my voice. If they're not where you want them to be, if they haven't grown to the place where you believe they should be, you'll quicken them and you'll show them. And Holy Spirit, you'll lead them to press in and to receive everything that God has for them. If you're here and you've never made Jesus Christ Lord of your life, if you're watching on the broadcast and you say, you know what, I need this. I need a God who loves me that much. I need a God who made that available for his children. I want to be his child. Then right now, if you believe what you've heard, the Bible says just declare it with your mouth and you will be born again. You'll be brought back into a relationship in that right standing place. All of your sins will be washed away and all of this will be made available to you because God loves you that much. If you believe that, say this with me. Heavenly Father, today, I believe with all of my heart that your son is now my savior. He came and paid the price for my sin, enabling me to be back in relationship with you. I believe that today is the day that I start a new relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you're born again, if you, I mean, if you just received Christ and, and you've just allowed him to come in and to bring this thing called salvation to you, we're here to help you. Our whole church, we exist for this. We got people right now that are cheering because you made that decision. So get into communication with us. You, you see the things on the screen on how to contact us, and we'll be there to help you every step of the way. Amen? We love you. Rock stars who are supporting, you're tithing, you're giving offerings, you're the ones making the difference. God is moving in a powerful way, and he's only doing it because you're being obedient to what he's instructed us to do. We love you, and we expect great things to happen, and we want to hear the testimonies. Amen? Have a great day. This is the end of this teaching. We hope you enjoyed it. To stay connected with our ministry, visit us on the web at myffc.tv or like us on Facebook.